Welcome to our world. Here in this realm, this is our unshakable state of being. We don't listen, we learn to hear. We don't think, we investigate. We don't accept, we question. We don't act, we express. We don't feel, we experience. We transcend the polar opposites. We bridge the gap of the great divide. We bring second sight to the artificially blind. We bring reason to the insanity. We bring clarity to the confusion. We cannot be stopped. We cannot be silenced. We cannot be censored. We cannot be eliminated. We are the light that rises to meet the darkness. We are the legion of the true believers. The community that continues to gather where the unknown connects to the empowered. Welcome to the show. Do you ever wonder if there's more to this life? More than what exists in this three-dimensional reality? More than what your five senses can perceive? There is. And all you have to do to experience it become a true believer. Oh, yes, it's that time, time again to open our minds and hearts, expand our consciousness, and most of all, get a little bit weird. This is the show where the unknown connects with the empowered. This is Unexplained Incorporated. I am your host, Phantom Phil. And once again, if uh, I have to announce this because it came out on my socials uh, just a few days ago, if you tried listening to the May 19th episode with Laura Lee Petty, there were some wonky audio issues because, like I said before, Mercury was in Gatorade or some shit. That's something we joke about on the episode. And guess what? That gator came back to bite me as a valued listener reached out to me and let me know that pretty much my intro, like the one I'm recording for you right now, was missing. And there was a big gap between that and Laura Lee's interview and my outro music was missing as well. Anyway, I know what I did wrong. I got it fixed. So if you had issues with the May 19th episode with the audio, I have done some surgery and I Frankensteined a new intro and put 
the outro music back in for you because I am not going to leave things half-assed for you true believers. Honest mistake on my part, in the middle of May, I went out and fried my circuits. Had too many things going on back to back to back and uh, the whole retrograde didn't help anything. And that's what happens once in a while. It's only the second time in the three-year history of the show where I had to go back and fix an issue post-episode air date. So I really hope it will never happen again. If you haven't already done so, you can connect to Unexplained Incorporated through the website unexplainedinc.com. All the episodes are there, past and present. You can read the blog series, The Four Pillars, I posted in summer of 2020, and plenty more. And also, you can subscribe on there for what will be the eventual future email list coming, likely in the fall of 2023. And you can also connect on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, at PhantomPhil3, Instagram, Unexplained Inc., official, that is the most updated platform, and the most active one for yours truly. And biggest of all, patreon.com slash unexplainedinc. If you choose to become a monthly patron, you are going to get amazing bang for your buck. I'm going to talk about this more in the outro of the show because I actually have a couple of special announcements connected to it that you're not going to want to miss. But for right now, I would like to formally introduce our special guest for this edition of the podcast. Lynn Nichols is a highly sought-after intuition expert and psychic medium located in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. She shows people how to use their intuition to find their purpose as well as connect with those on the other side. Lynn is booked solid with one-on-one readings for the remainder of 2023, which is a good problem to have. But in this chat, you will learn how to connect with her at her speaking engagements, most notably Wine and Woo. You will also hear about the cool interactive posts on her Instagram, like Intuit Tuesdays and Finding Your Spirit Message. It's a cool exercise. She posts on her Instagram at least once a week, if not more. You should give it a try. And please give... A warm welcome to one of the most grounded, down-to-earth psychic mediums I think we have ever had on the show. And we have to start this chat discussing some unfortunate events that took place surrounding her Instagram page. It's very important to listen, to learn, and to get through it. But with that being said, please give a warm welcome to... Intuition expert and psychic medium, Lynn Nichols. True believers, we are getting closer to the end of the season, and uh, what a way to kick off the month of June. Please give a warm welcome to our very first appearance of this next guest this is lynn nichols uh psychic medium is that the term you like to go by lynn psychic medium because i find it's different for everybody it is and you know what it's just a label so um lynn is fine but if i was 
if I was to describe what I do, it would be I am psychic, but I am also a medium. And oh, I yeah. do do I also do intuition coaching. So I, I always say I I can tell you about your future options. I connect can connect to the other side, but more importantly, everybody can do it and I can show you how. Very good. And in your opinion, what is the difference between psychic and medium? Because once again, with people I've talked to in the past in this field, their answers usually differ. So I'd like to hear yours. Sure. Um, and, and that's totally, you know, everybody has their own viewpoints on everything. And I will, I always respect other people's opinions. I say that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So a good psychic will be able to give you, and I say options because nothing's written in stone, but give you options as to future potential. A psychic will be able to pick up on things you're really good at, things you're really bad at, will be able to pick up on people around you. The medium will be able to do that and connect to the other side for you. Mm, yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. In a minute, I'm going to tell about how you came onto my radar because it was through a mutual connection. But first, I want to get this out of the way. It's maybe the not so great stuff, but I feel it should come up because it's been a big part of your story the last little while. Yeah. What is going on on social media with all of these scammers and hackers attacking psychic mediums? Because Lynn, in my radar, you are far from the first one to have this happen to what what is going on with all this and why are psychics yeah. or mediums being targeted like this it's it's so so unfortunate and i believe that the scammers out there think that the the clientele or the audience of a psychic medium are gullible and right. and or, and or desperate so you they will typically get a message that says i was drawn to your energy or it usually starts, dear grand rising love, or oh, beloved one, and has lots of emojis. So I think they think, we really need the medium. So we're going to put it out there. And it's getting worse. It's coming through emails. It's coming through our DMs. Mm. And like, I just trust your gut. If it feels, I will never, <clears throat> pardon me, I will never, no reputable psychic, no reputable medium will ever or should ever DM you for a reading. So just block, delete, whatever you would like to do. Just get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the tricks they like to do is to say they'll put up a profile that almost looks exactly like the legit one, but it'll be one letter off or it'll have an extra underscore in an extra place. And some of them are like really convincing. Um, there's some accounts in the past. I won't mention who they were, but they followed me back after I followed them for a while and as soon as I hit the follow button, this is a favorite line that's been used on me. It's, hey, love, I just loved your energy and I wanted to connect. And I'm like, get out of here. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And the problem with my last name, Nichols, is it's I-L-L. So if you slip another I or another L, it's really hard to see. And they do have programs, bot programs that look out for psychic medium in the bio. And they do have programs that can very closely replicate our, um, our profiles. But you'll notice there's no stories. And you'll notice there's no yeah. likes or comments. 
So, but it would, I mean, you have to be suspicious of everybody. Mm -hmm. You need some level of discernment for sure. And Mm -hmm. it just made me think, and then I'm going to move on from this. And I think it's not fun to dwell on it and talk about it, but it creates awareness in case somebody has never come across it before. And um, yeah. So it's interesting that you said these people think that clients are gullible or they'll believe anything. Why does this perception seem to, in the year 2023, still exist that anybody who reaches out for the services of a psychic or, you know, and or medium is increasingly desperate or gullible? Because I don't think that represents very many of the clientele out there. Just a guess. Yes. No, I agree with you. I don't think it does either. But I think it's the perception of, and I'm... I'm going to stereotype, but I don't mean to be, but a lot of these scam calls come from India, Nigeria. So that that's their perception of, sorry, women Mm, and their disbelief in psychic mediums, which is entirely everybody's opinion, but in, in their belief system, it's BS. So they, and they, they just think, Oh, all those women are incredibly gullible. So it's unfortunate and um, I I don't know how to stop it. It's just what exactly what you're saying, Phil, you educate people. Yeah. um, Unfortunately, the other psychics I've spoken to about this on and off the show, they don't know either because apparently the social media companies, the web developers, like they won't help them. So, I mean, all you can do is create that awareness. And thank you for sharing Lynn, because I know it probably gets you a little fired up and I don't blame you, but it's, yeah, I feel yeah. bad for the people that, that that they actually get taken. And on and honestly, um, in November, my original Instagram account got entirely hacked, not just replicated, but it got I had no access to it. So I went yeah. from 5000 followers, it just disappeared within minutes. And it, it's because I, I, I grabbed my phone with a wet hand and hit a link. Oh, and it just erased everything. So then I'm trying to go in and contact my former followers again. And I look like a scammer. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even win. And some people were like, I'm going to report you for impersonating Lynn. And like, but it's me. (laughs) Come to my page. Come to my new page. And there's a video there. You'll see it's my dog. You've seen a million times. So it does become a problem. And honestly, it's gone from psychic mediums. Friends of mine that own a gym are running into it. Like oh. they're impersonating the gyms, the restaurants, the everybody. It's, it's so sad. Yeah. And just one more note on this and I'll close up on it is that uh, I really do believe the people who tap into this energy and live this way, they're flowing into a really heavy energy. And I mm-hmm. think the weight of that energy eventually will crush them and their actions, even if it takes a lot out of someone like yourself or anybody else. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully karma, you know what karma is, and hopefully she continues to be. So. Yeah, we're we're allowed to say it on here, but we don't need oh, to say okay. it. You know what I mean? No, so, everybody, I think everybody knows. Yeah, 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 100%. So you came on my radar, I'm going to say, sometime within the last two to three months. Mm-hmm. You're on a podcast that I am a very fond listener of. You appeared on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Daniel has been a two-time guest on this show. He has absolutely crushed it both times. And I was talking to you about this off the air a little while ago as to how 
I was able to take a family vacation to Arizona um, this past Christmas where he lives. And I met at a hub in Tucson with some former um, guests of the podcast and friends of the show. And I had never been to Tucson, that part of Arizona. So it was a nice little expedition. And he drove at least two hours, if not more, north to get to Tucson to meet me, my daughter, and the people involved. Wow. And on top of that, he was nice enough to give me a brief channeled reading that day, which has been very, very helpful to me. So I'm curious, how did you get on his radar? Did um, he reach out to you? Did his booker reach out to you? Or did you know him through some other means? It it was through, um, I believe it was through Facebook. Mm -hmm. And he, um, I think he had posted something like, I'm looking for guests. And I said, oh, sure, I'll I'll give it a go. (laughs) So we had a chat and he said, you'd be perfect. So I came on and we talked for an hour or so. It was great. Cool. And um, it's interesting because with me, he reached out to me through a Facebook group we were in together, but he wanted to come on my show. He says, are you looking for a guest? And this is back before I was in a seasonal format and I just booked month to month. And I said, well, this month is full, but how about next month? And he was like, yeah, yeah, anytime. Totally laid back about it. And then he come on and just totally like, blew my mind and now like I own a signed copy of his book and you know we chat once in a while and it's great that's awesome yeah and the reason I brought up a booker was that he was actually supposed to hook me up with his new guest booker uh, a few months ago but he hasn't gotten around to it yet so I may have to remind him but I mean that's okay I still handle a lot of it myself but uh overall what are your impressions of the guy because he's a very neat compassionate man but he doesn't suffer fools lightly he doesn't put up with any bs whatsoever which i think makes him really strong in this field and what he does Mm -hmm. oh absolutely um he could talk for hours and i think that's one of his uh and i don't mean that in a bad way yeah but that's one of one of his strengths and he he just he knows his stuff yeah so that's that's what's that's what's important because you don't want to deal with someone that's just oh I've read a few internet articles so I'm an expert kind of thing. <laughs> Watched a YouTube video here or there. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is an interesting place. I want to take it next. Is that um, I found that on your journey, and I'm going to get you to open up about your path to mediumship in a little while and when that happened, but you were influenced by a book oddly enough that I wasn't even aware of. And it actually came out the year I was born. So this is the 1982 book fortune telling by playing cards. And I think the name is uh Neris or Neris D. Yeah. 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 What can you yeah. tell me about this book and the impact it had on you? This, Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is like flashbacks Th- throwback <laughs> Thursday, right? or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Day. Well, it is a Thursday we're doing this. So it fits. Yeah. 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 So um, back in the day, I can say that because I'm considerably older than you. (laughs) Fair enough. um, There wasn't the internet and there was barely a book at the library or the bookstore. There was nothing. The very first book I got was out of the back of a comic book and it was called The Magic Power of Witchcraft. Oh, wow. And it was nothing about witchcraft it was more about manifesting and law of attraction. I still have it. I still have it. So there were some things about spells and hokey stuff like that. But 
I didn't enjoy tarot cards. No, nothing wrong with tarot cards, but I am not going to memorize 72 cards and the reverse meanings. And I was just like, uh, nobody's got time for that. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm not doing it. I liked, I liked angel cards, but then I came upon this book. I thought, oh, it, it just, look, at you can do this for this and this for this. And there's meanings for this. So I started going through the spreads and I still have it. And it's got post-it notes in it, like showing mm. where the things are. But that's what got me started card reading with the little, literally what they had down for definitions. But the more I used regular plain old playing cards, the more I realized I was relying on my intuition and not the meaning. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that, yeah. I really thought that was cool. And I, I still have the book. But it was the way the cards, this going to sound so weird, the way they felt. like. No, no, I get is, that. Yeah. Oh, it's like, why did this card feel so heavy when it's the exact same as the other cards? So then what I do is I use my intuition and say, what's with the heaviness? Okay, my heaviness is about a young girl. So then I would ask the person, do you have any sadness or heaviness regarding a young girl? Maybe a daughter, maybe. And oh, yeah, yeah, I do. So. I think cards are great, but cards are written by one person and, and, and the tarot deck, tarot deck, they have their specific meanings, but what red means to you is different than what red means to me. Like, so I think when you look at the cards, you interpret them based on your own impression and cards are great, but they're not the end all be all. They're a jumping off point for your, your intuition. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so interesting. I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone yet who said they sharpen their intuition through playing cards. Like that's so oh, interesting. I, I wish I, 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 oh, I don't have them here, but after yeah. I, after I, um, used regular playing cards, I went on to a deck called the gypsy, witch playing okay. see which fortune telling cards. Right. And they were, playing they had you know all the suits and everything but they also had little descriptions with cute little pictures and I use those forever and ever yeah so but the, I found them the jumping off point for my intuition and eventually I found that I was basically playing with the cards like I could literally have been playing solitaire and doing a reading because <laughs> the cards were making my mind float away right so if anybody's looking to use playing cards or any cards, and I, I think I did this on Instagram live once, I might have to redo it. Mm -hmm. Look at the card and just absorb yourself with the card. Look at the shape of the diamond, trace it with your eyes, you know, look at the number seven. Do you feel anything? And what that does, if anything, it lets your mind, I'm not a good meditator, <laughs> but, or if, if that's even a word, I don't know. I'm not good at yeah. meditating. Yeah. But that kind of put my mind in a state where it was calm. And then it, and then the messages would come through. Right. And then eventually I didn't need them. So they, mm -hmm. they helped me to get to the point where I could sit here and talk to somebody. And just what's happening with X, Y, Z. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And no disrespect to the major arcanas or the decks. Oh. Everybody uses what's right for them. But literally, this is a first for me. But considering the era and the time when you started it and, you know, pre-internet, it makes so much sense. So, yeah. yeah. And you were on your own and it was, it was taboo back then. And now oh, it's yeah. just, 
so much more open and in the mainstream. So, so that is enjoyable. And if tarot cards, yeah, if tarot cards work for you, if angel cards work for you, yeah, use them, but weave your, your own intuition and your own natural abilities into it too. So if, yeah, if a card's telling you one thing and you're thinking that's not right, then go with that. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit, Lynn, about your evolution into the path of mediumship, because this sounds like this was the starting point, correct? Um, it actually went way back. And way back. I was, okay. Yeah, I was that kid who had the vivid imagination. You mm-hmm. know, oh, you're seeing things, yeah. or um, you know, that didn't really happen, or no, that's not going to happen, and it did. So you learn as a small child in a very Catholic family to shut your mouth and not say anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> But then I, the one significant event that I talk about a lot is, um, well, not a lot. I actually, if somebody asked me, this is what stands out is when I was about 12. So you got to understand my generation, the exorcist had just come out a few years prior. Okay. Yeah. Scariest movie in history. (laughs) (laughs) So one night I, I shared a room with my sister. We slept in separate twin beds. One night my bed started shaking, like literally boom, boom, boom. So I checked under my bed looking for my dog. Maybe he was playing. Nope. Okay. This is weird. Lasted for a few moments and it was done. Well, that was weird. Okay. Happened again the next night. Yeah. Okay. Now this, this, this is exorcist level shit. I don't want to, I don't know what's going on. So I, I was just a little, a little tiny bit worried, but what's strange is I wasn't scared. So, okay. I just let it go it only lasted a few moments so the final night the third night bed was shaking closet doors started rattling and i finally said how in the world can i get this to stop i I don't know what's going on and at that moment a little boy had to be about four or five years old with blonde curly hair that i could see through walked up to my bed and he said my daddy killed us all and then he killed himself Mm. can you help get there and he pointed and I don't know what was there I'm assuming the other side the light yeah whatever it was and I I, I I'm dead, blah, blah, I'm 12 you know yeah, talking yeah. Over words he said he said I'll show you I'll show you so sure enough I crossed them all over the dad was the hardest and it was basically like having a real heart-to-heart conversation therapy session with each one of them to get them over and the bed never shook again, but yeah. a few days later, he showed up and he said, you know, we are all well. Thank you so much. And now I, I know you have an ability. I, I have a gift for you. And I'm, I'm a kid in the 80s. I'm thinking it's an Atari <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just a, that little extra boost. That gift was that extra boost to do this more clearly, more meaningfully, more efficiently. So it's so ever since then, I've been able to do it. But you know what? You're you're a teenager and boys become important. So you ignore that. Yeah. And then you do the right thing and you grow up and you get a job and you get married and have kids. And like I was a teacher for many years. And, but I could still do this for friends and, but you know, you're busy with kids in the job. So I didn't do it a lot. And then in 2005, I always say my 2005 is like, was my 2020. Okay. 
in that year, my uncle died, my grandmother died, my best friend died, and then my mother died, mm. all in this year. And then on top of it, that the proverbial icing on the cake, I lost my job. The government cut a bunch of teaching positions. Mm. So I said to my uh, partner at the time, my husband at the time, I said, I could supply teach. I mean, that, that's no big deal. I, or occasional teach or substitute teach, whatever people call it. I can do that. But I, I'm going to try to do readings because I really love helping people. I love, I enjoy it so much. And within three months, I didn't have to go back to teaching. Wow. And I've been doing readings since as a, quote unquote job because it doesn't feel like a job since 2005 and at this point now my 2023 is fully booked wow that's incredible and we're yeah. going to talk a little bit later on about stuff you have going on now because you have <laughs> lots going on obviously yeah. um do you have any specific pointers or advice for anyone who is connected with their ability and maybe on the verge or the cusp of turning it into a business or some mistakes uh, they can avoid that maybe you made? Because to me, three months is a really impressive turnaround to leave your job behind and do this full time. And not everyone's that lucky or that, you know, hardworking or however you want to frame it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, I always count, count my blessings as they say, but if, Somebody is looking to get into this. They have to make sure, of course, it's for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So I've heard people say, I want to do that so I can um, make my own schedule and make a lot of money. Well, that's not what it's about. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I would say if you're looking to get into it, get a lot of practice first. A lot. Make sure that you are able to give people meaningful and specific information. Because it's, it's your reputation. You want people to trust and believe, not trust and believe in you in some kind of woo-woo weird way, but trust that, that what you're saying is true. So you want to be able to verify things for them that have already happened so they'll know what's upcoming is most likely to happen. So what do you avoid? Avoiding lack of practice. You need to practice. You need to practice on your friends. Or if you want to start and just charge minimally, that that's great too. Yeah. So, and don't get involved in too many things. At the beginning, I was doing, oh gosh, I don't know. I was doing Reiki. Uh, nothing wrong with Reiki, but I was doing Reiki and readings and, and this and that. And it was too much. So find what you're good at and go for it. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I'm not... I'm not going to get too much into my own journey right now, but I can gain a lot of value from that. Let's just say I'm trained in various modalities and for the months ahead, I'm picking on one main one to focus on while I'm practicing with the other ones. Cause I still need a lot of practice. So. Oh, smart. Yeah. Practice. I always, I always tell people like, this is going to sound weird until I explain it. Don't follow your dreams, mm. follow your talents. Mm. So, what you said phil follow what you're good at your dream you know your dream will be fulfilled that way follow your talents and the rest will fall into place yes yeah i agree with that wholeheartedly so very good share there i ask this question to every psychic i have on the show and the answer is all pretty much the same but some add more some add less 
Do we all have psychic intuition if we tap into it? Absolutely. Okay. And you do a lot of work with this. A quick abbreviated version, what are some of the best versions to do this just on your own time? Like how to practice? Yeah, or how to tap into that intuition because it's like a muscle, so to speak, right? Yeah, exactly. And, And I will never compare yourself to anybody else when you're doing this. You, you will not be as good as the person that's been doing it for 20 years, or maybe you're better than the person that's been doing it for 20 years. Do never compare yourself. The thing is you do not need to spend a lot of money. You do not need to read a lot of books. The actually, it's funny you ask this because this is what I I just made a reel about this. I haven't posted it yet. yet. Okay. The best, the best way to enhance your sixth sense is to use your five senses more purposefully. So when I'm sitting here, instead of just sitting here and scrolling on my phone, I could scroll on my phone, but I'm going to pay attention to the noises I normally just let blur into the background, like the refrigerator humming, the air or the air conditioner or the furnace coming on or off. I'm going to say, look at the picture frame in front of me, but notice the subtle hues and the color and the textures. So the best way to learn about intuition or enhancing your intuition is to use your five senses purposefully and then you could turn them off so when you want to use your intuition you could call it in and then remove it whenever you want and weave it throughout your day I mean like if I'm sitting at a traffic light still to this day I'll sit and I'll watch the people drive in front of me and I'll be like oh she's happy I'll never validate that but I'm seeing what comes up right right so she's happy Oh, he had a bad day. Oh, she just got divorced. Oh, she just got laid. Like, I'll just quickly see what what comes up, like speed reading, so to say. Yeah. So I just thought of this in the moment here. I've, you know, whether it's someone I've interviewed or listened to on other podcasts, some psychics cannot turn this off and it can be very disruptive to their day-to-day life. Is this an issue you deal with, Lynn? Not anymore. And that's why I say practice it with your five senses purposefully so that you can, you know, look at this picture frame and really pay attention to it, but then stop it so that you okay. can turn your attention off. But back in the day, like back when it, it first came up, it, it was on. Yeah, it was on a lot of the time and it can create a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. And so you now you make the rules about your body, your mind, your intuition. So my intuition is on when I'm working or if there's an emergency with someone I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to know about. Otherwise, don't come in the shower with me. Don't wake me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just stay away. Don't bug me at the store. And and they won't because it's it's hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll use Daniel again as a quick example, but he's someone who gets some very strange visitations from various people and various beings and even animals, according to him. And uh, I don't think from what he said, he can shut it off, but he can tell certain things to go away. You know what I mean? So like you have to establish those boundaries, no less. Um, Real quick question about the four Claire's. So we have clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance, and sorry, the fourth one is escaping my mind right now. I should know this, but uh, what was the fourth? 
Cognizance. Yes. Say that one more time. Sorry. Claire cognizance. That's the one. Yes. That's the hardest one to remember. So, yeah. <laughs> What's interesting about the four Claire's is um, in my own journey, because I'm a level two Reiki practitioner with certificates in core shamanism. And I am currently in the middle of training with uh, spiritually based hypnotherapy, which I think I'm going to make my mainstay. So I take your advice in stride about not trying to do everything at once. I'm staggering and focusing, right? But in this journey and, you know, some of the practice healings I've done, clairvoyance and clairaudience have played a big role and they've opened up along the journey. So like, do the four clairs come in terms of divine timing or do you open things up a certain way and then they all come at once? Like, like how did it work for you? And, or is there a generalization for this or not? It's I've often tried to figure out which is my strongest and I don't have a good answer for it, but when I'm doing a reading, a lot of times it depends also on the skills that the spirit I'm connecting with has. So if they're better able to show me things, I will see things. If they're better able to tell me things, I will hear things. Or I get, you know, the smell of grandma's perfume or the taste of roast beef or pizza or something. So, um, yeah, they're all around all the time. I do shut them off. And I, as soon as I'm doing a reading, everything's open. It's like, come in right. however you want to come in because I don't want to deny anybody else's, any spirit's abilities to do yeah. something. Absolutely. When I've done some of my Reiki and shamanic healings, I'll get clairvoyant images of the area I'm working on and I can't get into them for privacy reasons, but like the last few I've done have been phenomenal and kind of made me go, wow. Okay. And through journeying meditations and even the occasional dabble in psychedelics, which I've reacquainted myself with in the past year, the clear audience has really opened up and I think I've been able to connect with different levels of my own t- intuition as well as alternative alternate spirit guides as well. So oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's getting pretty interesting, but I wanted to share that just as examples of the mm-hmm. four clairs and how they will kind of blend in your journey. If it's meant to, if it's meant to absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's what well, you, you bring up a good point because you can connect with spirit guides I can't. Okay. Or I can, I only talk to dead people. That's it. (laughs) And, and, and animals, but I I don't connect with spirit guides, angels, not that I don't believe in them. I do, but it's just not where I go for some reason. See, I have a theory on this. I think, and are you comfortable with the term light worker before I use it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I mean, Yeah, I know. I know. It's a label I'm familiar and comfortable with. So for those of us, I guess, on a light working path, I think this goes to what you said earlier about following your talents. I think we're going to be guided to where our talents are. Like I was guided two years ago to take courses on core shamanism. I am not and have no business learning to become a medium. That's not my forte. That's not my thing. Whereas if you looked at some of the core shamanism courses I took, you'd probably be like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's right. Like Reiki, I have my Reiki master, mm-hmm. master or whatever the right word is for it. Yeah. 
But when I was doing Reiki, uh, the spirits kept walking in. So I ended up talking to these people more about their dead loved ones than anything else. And it was like, okay, okay, guys, I get it. I know where to focus now. I gotcha. Yeah, that was a little nudge, I think, to say, no, you're supposed to be in this lane, actually. This is where you're going to shine and excel. Yeah, I I can totally relate to that. One concept I came across in your work is something you call intuition at work. Mm-hmm. And I like the sounds of it. I was wondering if you could explain it a little bit more because it's kind of a neat concept. Yeah, that, that was my pandemic project way right. back at the beginning. And uh, I, w- I wish I had them now, but my original Instagram got got hacked. Yeah. So I, I called my Instagram live show Intuition at Work. So mm. how people celebrities and very um, well-known people use their intuition at work because if you talked to and hopefully one day you get to talk to Oprah or Steve Jobs or you know some of those big ones they'll always say they trusted their gut they followed their gut and that really helped and I, I just as a little footnote intuition isn't the end all be all you have to combine intuition and information yes so put them together. So intuition at work was when I interviewed celebrities and people that were locally well known and how they use their intuition to make them successful in their work. So I don't know if you know, you know, Alan Frew, who was the lead singer of Glass Tiger. Very yeah, I'm famous, familiar. Yeah. Very famous um, Canadian rock band from back in the 80s. And I interviewed him. And he's actually written books about it. So that that was pretty cool. And one of the ladies who I became very good friends with is Stephanie Arnold, who is in Netflix's series Surviving Death and how her intuition, she used it and wasn't afraid to speak up on what she was seeing, her visions, that she was going to die in childbirth, which she did. Mm. And And luckily, one of the doctors listened to her and had like a crash cart in the labor and delivery room. So um, it was very interesting how all these different people from very different areas of work, a chiropractor, um, a a massage therapist, a clothing designer, a couple rock stars, how they all used it. And it's just that common thread. I just trusted what I felt was right. And I did well. And there's so many different ways to share that story or that concept too. And uh, cause we get a lot of the usual question and answers with these people who are successful in their vocation, but we don't get this metaphysical side, if you will. So it's a neat little compartment to open up. And I think anyone who makes it that far, yeah, they rely on this intuition, their subconscious, their higher self, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So Lynn, you are in and around the Niagara Falls area, correct? Oh, I'm dead center Niagara Falls. You're dead center. Okay. Cause yeah. a lot of people I know, they say they're in Niagara Falls and it turns out they're like half an hour away or they're not actually in the falls. So that's why I have to ask. Yeah. And the um, Canadian side, I'm on the Canadian side of the falls. Yes. Yes. And listen, I'm only a couple hours away. Niagara Falls is a favorite destination of mine, at least in the summer and even sometimes in the winter. So yeah. it's uh it's been a, a good staple in my life. 
I have to ask this because I'm really curious if you've ever been asked it before. This is an observation I've made of my various treks into the falls and the tourist area of the falls over the years. So if you walk around Clifton Hill, which is like, uh, it's like our own Times Square or uh, Fremont Street in Vegas. Like it's just this big over the top tourist center right at the top hill of the falls near the Rainbow Bridge. That yes. crosses us into Niagara Falls, New York. If you walk around that area enough, you're going to see a lot of neon sign, beaded curtain psychics. Yes. <laughs> it just goes with the territory. I don't know if you have personal experience or not. Are any of those psychics legit or are they just on the cuff and just, you know, trying to fish you out of your money? Well, I don't have any personal experience with them. Yeah. Like as a local, we don't go down there. We mm-hmm. don't go down there. It's too busy. It's too parking's ridiculous. There's too, you know, it's just too expensive. We don't go down there unless we just take a nice drive to the falls. So I can't speak with any experience on them. But if they're if the, I was this is so bad. But there's some people that I literally call neon sign psychics. Oh, they fair just enough. Wanna, yeah. Come in, grab your money and go. And they'll tell you your mother loves you, but they can't give you anything. Back to my key thing, they can't give you anything specific and meaningful. However, maybe some of these um, neon sign psychics are great. I personally don't know, but if you have to have a neon sign to bring people in and you're not working on word of mouth, maybe that says something, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. And I've heard this old saying before, it was probably on a different podcast I listened to, that entering a room with beaded curtains, nothing ever good is on the other side. (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) those might be two major red flags there. But I didn't think you would have any personal experience, but have you heard any stories, any friends or tourists? No, you haven't heard? Okay. Oh, I actually haven't. No, and this is going to sound horrible. But I try, I don't have a lot of psychic friends. I don't join groups. I don't mm-hmm. I don't do that. Not because I'm snobby, not because I'm antisocial, but a lot of times it turns into a kind of a high school type environment or look who's better. And it just like it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're adults or not, for some reason it, we just all go back to grade nine. So I, I think there's there are lots of great psychics around and whoever you you just have to choose someone that feels right for you. I find no matter what vocation you do, if you get around it long enough outside of the work, it turns into a, a comparison contest or whatever. And yeah, and we're no different. And yeah. you know, a lot of I always say I'm you know a all love and light and then they'll go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I could be very straightforward. And if somebody's here's where I, here's the big reason I don't do these things is because if I think somebody is being um, not entirely honest or is trying to screw people over, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And honestly, there's, they give us a bad name. The ones that are trying to do some good in the world they, they give they give us a bad name, yeah. so uh, I I don't typically get involved with groups like right. that. Right, and I've talked about that a lot on the show in the past. I don't need to get into it again on this particular episode, but there's one point I want to touch on, 
And this is something I've heard Daniel harp on on his show many a times. And I think it's, well, it's amusing because I'm not involved. You may not find it as much so, but have you ever had that annoying person come up to you and say, oh, you're psychic, are you? Well, what am I thinking about right now? And then like, how do you deal with that? Because Daniel like goes off on that a lot on his platform. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I do get that. And I I just say, if you want to know, I don't read minds. Like that's, I'm not a superhero. (laughs) And I'll say that I don't read minds or people will say, what I usually get is, oh, you're, you're a psychic. Yeah. Well, can you tell me something to prove it? Mm. Um, What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a dentist. Okay. Can you pull one of my teeth to prove what you can do? Like, like I don't actually, that's if I'm in a pissy mood. Usually Usually I just say, if you know, you're entitled to your opinion. You don't have to, you don't have to believe in what I do and I don't have to prove what I do to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and people know I'm very low woo. I'm not talking about crystals in your bra and I'm not talking about, um, I don't, this, like, this is my office. There's no dream catchers and fairies. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's yeah. like, I would say, when you come and see me is just like talking to your best middle-aged medium friend. And we're just mm-hmm. going to chat and talk about no offense, how boys are stupid. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not false. I'm just letting no, you know. <laughs> we're all, we're all, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I do, and it's, it's like, you're entitled to your opinion. That's totally cool. But I don't give them the power of that conversation. I'll right. walk away. Like you're right. entitled. Thanks. Bye. That's good. And, yeah, you don't have any of those things in your office and there's nothing wrong if you did, but just from getting to know you these last 45 minutes or so, that probably wouldn't be you. You'd be watching no. a gimmick, right? Yeah, that and that's it does seem gimmicky, like the beaded curtains. <laughs> the beaded curtains, yeah, that's gimmickry to, gimmickry to the extreme, if that's even a word. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> okay, good enough, yeah. good enough. One more question I want to ask you about your geographical area. So in Ontario, we have this cool thing and I know it runs into Western New York as well. And I'm not sure where it goes from there, but we have this in some places of the province, it's called a mountain or it's called a, you know, a cliff or a mound, but we have something called the Niagara escarpment that runs all the way. And I'm only talking about the border here, the border right near North of Niagara falls all the way up to, uh, like Lake Huron and beyond and some of the most amazing nature scapes and hiking spots you will like you will find outside of you know being in the Rocky Mountains it's it's a really amazing hidden treasure we have here because it's intentionally not always placed near a lot of the major highways unless you live in one of those cities now the reason I bring this up is because I actually recorded a very lengthy episode last night um that aired just before Mother's Day on the celebration of Mother Gaia, Mother Earth. And one of the talking points on there was ley lines and portals and energetic vortexes and such. I have to do some more research and look into this, but I have this funny feeling there's some amazing vibrational energy in or around the Niagara Escarpment, parts of it, or the whole thing. Have you had any of those hits or experiences? Cause like, have you ever gone for hikes on there? Or... Oh, we are uh, like, 
ridiculous hikers. We really mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And just be, and cause, because being out in the middle of, well, it's not really in the middle of nowhere, but being in nature is just, it feels so good to me and my, my hubby. It just, we just feel good. I don't know a lot about ley lines and portals and vortexes because that's not my niche. Right. So I really couldn't, I really couldn't speak to it, but I know there are sometimes when I walk through a certain part of the trail or, you know, up, up the escarpment through Beamsville bench or something. And suddenly you, your, your emotions shift or they change and there's no reason for them to do that. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. And there's always a certain point. I can't remember exactly where it is. I think it's, Oh, I shoot. I can't remember where it is. I think it's in what we call the short Hills Mm -hmm. down in our area. And just the rock formations there. When I sit there, it's like I'm in a whole other world. Right. And the neat part about Niagara and Queenston and Niagara and the Lake is there's a lot of old ruins from back in the day. So I could go sit, I could literally sit inside um, one of the giant kilns they used to make bricks back in the early 1800s. And if I'm touching something like that, I know this aren't ley lines and vortexes, but if I'm near something like that, it's like my brain is just suddenly in such a comfortable space. And I feel like I can go back in time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Niagara on the Lake, Canada's most haunted town is how it's built. And I've yeah. done, a, done a couple of ghost tours on here. I've had people on who run and organize the ghost tours down there. And yeah, yeah like major battle front area and really cool energy down there too. I just wanted to see, because I think some psychics are a lot more sensitive to things like ley lines and portals. And, but I think you and I both on our own experiences, hiking different parts of this escarpment in different counties and different towns, we know there's an energetic shift there and it's usually a positive one. And there's huge native ancient aboriginal associations with it as well so i think that plays a small part too oh absolutely yes huge and there's just so many um oh like i i just i just love the queenston niagara and lake area i just love it it Mm -hmm. just just feels so comfortable there i don't know if it's because it's the history of it or or the energy of it or both it's incredible my first ghost tour there was in august of 2020 when we were still kind of living under lock and key it was still the village was still packed (laughs) people still came out in droves anyway they didn't care it was just like and i think they were just drawn to the area right so (laughs) so one other thing i found interesting on your website um i didn't get a chance to read it cover to cover i just skimmed through it is you did this blog back on predictions for 2021 which that was a very interesting year um, I'm curious to know why the blog stopped at 2021 and hasn't, if you haven't gone forward with it and, uh, looking back here almost two years later, like, how does that hold up for you? And would you do anything more like that moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, I got busy. <laughs> I got yeah. busy working again mm-hmm. because you know, COVID, well, they say it's still here. They say it's gone. I don't know what's going on, but I did get much busier. And I find writing for me is such a struggle. I don't enjoy it. Okay. I don't feel like I'm good at it. 
But when I looked back on those predictions from 2021, a lot of it happened. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre. And it, I've never been asked to do that, but I was asked to do that by Ann Romer. She's a, she's a very popular Canadian um, radio TV personality. So I did it for her show. And it was like, oh my gosh, I can do this because typically I wouldn't because those kind of en masse predictions, like world predictions, there are so many variables. Mm-hmm. It's, they have so many options. So I did the best I could. And then I look back and went, holy shit, that, was, that's, that wasn't bad. <laughs> so yeah. that, was, that was pretty neat. And some of my clients actually that came to see me like February, 20, February, March, 2019, or in the fall of 2019, whatever, or, or 2020, sorry, 2019, pre-pandemic, several of them came back to me and said, you kept telling me my trip was going to be canceled in 2020. Or you know what I have? I think seven of them sent me pictures of their notes they had taken that just said toilet paper. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And I, they were, like, they were like, you didn't say anything else. You just said toilet paper. And I was like, why would I say that? Now I know. Because yeah. now people went bananas for toilet paper. And how many people at that point in time in late 2019 are all going to book on a vacation and see it gets canceled? They're going to be like, no, my vacation's not canceled. What are you talking about? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, was, that was interesting. And, that, and I, it never, I never clued in because once I do a reading, I forget it. It's like a dream when you wake yes. up. You know it, but then as soon as you start moving, you forget it. So I, I don't remember a lot of readings unless something really jumps out at me. But it's it's just um it's it's been an experience learning at my age, learning how to use Zoom for, to do readings and yeah. people people still they're they're better with it now because they think, how can you do a reading over Zoom? That that makes no sense. But they yeah, their information's uh, not attached to them. I've during the pandemic, I received not one, but two distance Reiki sessions from oh. practitioners that I know. And they both had a very, a different, but powerful effect on me. A lot of this energy, it knows no bounds. It'll travel like through the zoom. Absolutely. And, and that's what I say. It's, it's not attached to you. So you could be actually yesterday. I had my one client was in Luxembourg last week. It was in New Zealand. Like they're all over the world. And I say, I don't, I don't need you here. I just tune yeah. into the, I tune into the Phil channel, whether it's by radio or television. So clear audience or clairvoyance, I tune in and just like radio waves and TV signals are around us all the time. If I tune into your channel, I'll get your information. You don't have to be here. Yeah. hundred percent. And um, it's so interesting because with the predictions, yeah, I wonder because you said a lot of them hit and some of them maybe not so much. When yeah. you're tuning into that, though, I wonder if you're only seeing one version of a timeline for an event in 2022 and maybe we just didn't make it into that timeline. And also, this happens on my own shamanic journeying and such. I will see visions, symbols, what have you. There's no man-made Saturnian time attached to it it's like this is going to happen when it's going to happen so maybe you got the hits for 2021 but maybe it's not meant to take place till 2024 because that's when it's supposed to unfold 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Is some things still boggle my mind? I will never understand them. <laughs> oh, it was. I had posted when we're talking about pandemic. This is just a quickie. I had posted something. This is, I think it was in the fall of 2019, and I was laying on the sofa with my one dog, and he was an old old dog, and he was sitting up. He sat up and he looked right at me, huh. and and he said, "Death." spring 2020 and i thought oh my god my dog's gonna die yeah he didn't die but there was a lot of death starting in the spring of 2020 like that's what i thought when he looked at me that's what i thought he i don't know why i thought he was thinking it but i thought it of him so it was like oh boy yeah yeah we don't know exactly how it all works but when we when we get it we know and uh I've shared this story before, but I'll share it one more time with you real quick is that I had my first Reiki session in the fall of 2013. And then after that, through the coming months, I just had dream after dream with psychic premonitions manifesting into the 3d. And it was kind of frightening actually, but it was, I think it was all done with a purpose I see in hindsight, but this was happening when I was younger and it happened in um, 1990 when I was around eight years old I told this story earlier in the season, but I'll just share it real quick one more time. My brother and I, we were big pro wrestling fans growing up and, you know, Ontario was a hotbed for it back in the day. And he used to collect the old WWF magazine, which would have someone on the cover each month in a dream. I saw three magazines piled together and each cover was the guy who ended up being on the cover for the next consecutive three months. And I'm like eight years old when I see this. And when it happens, I'm like, Oh, this is a fluke. But then when I started having them all again, years later in my thirties, I was like, Oh yeah, that, that was no fluke. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like zero control over it either. It happens when it's supposed to happen. (laughs) Things like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to, that's the thing with intuition that comes like that. You don't have control over it. As long as you don't let it get under your skin and bother you, you're okay. Right. right. Well, Lynn, this has been awesome. I only got a couple of more questions left for you because we're uh, just about at our time limits. The first one being, um, in I've learned so many amazing skills and modalities in core shamanism, but one of the most profound is shamanic psychopomp which i've talked about a little bit on the show here is this one you're familiar with or no because i'll happily explain if not not at all it sounds fascinating so just from my experience and you can fill in the gaps uh when i'm done the story if need be but i think it shares some commonalities with psychic mediumship except it might be a little bit more intentional a little bit more targeted um Basically what it is, is you do a shamanic journey, which is like a meditation through drums or rattles, and you go to a certain realm, you journey to a realm, and there's a realm literally with hundreds to thousands of souls, and you can connect with them, and if they give you permission, you can cross them over into the light or, you know, whatever you want to call it, and... I've done a couple of very targeted ones. I won't get into them here because I've talked about them on other episodes and some of them I can't really get into, but it's very profound work. And I've had my own messages and synchronicities here in the 3D that have said to me, 
yeah, they crossed and it's amazing work. And even though I'm just sitting, closing my eyes, maybe drumming or listening to a drum track, it's very exhausting work because what it does in that spirit realm, it just takes a lot of energy out of you. And it takes me a little while to recover. Like I have heard from other psychic mediums who do the same thing. Hmm. I, I don't have any experience with that. But to be honest, I, I find the mediumship, the psychic ship or whatever, yeah. psychicking very energizing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm, I, I'll only be drained if I'm, if I didn't sleep well that night or right. whatever. But every day, something pretty freaking cool happens during readings. And that just gives me that little extra boost. It's that little extra zip and excitement. I've, I'm never drained by what I do. Hmm. Never. Um, And when I do, when I do the shows, the bigger shows, I do shows for large audience, large messaging shows. And I can't sleep for hours after those because it's just so enlivening and it's fun. And that's what, that's when I know. And that's when people, if, you do stuff like this, that's when you know you're on the right track and you're doing yes. the right thing because it brings you to life. Yes, yes. I'm glad you cleared that up. I think with the psychopomp, mm-hmm. because a lot of the souls you meet in that realm are very lost and likely very sad and carrying a lot of pain, even though yeah. you have to do protection yeah. beforehand, I think you do absorb some of it and just opening the portal to and closing yeah. it to help them cross. I think you're tapping into energy that us mm. mere humans can't even like really fully comprehend. So I think I feel amazing for the work that I've done, but I think energetically it, my system just can't handle it. So I just need to go into a bit of a hibernation after. So it's got nothing to do about not being energized. I think it's just the nature of the work. Well, that sounds very logical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, you feel energized and alive after your readings. And uh, one of the last things I want to talk to you about is something you have going on on quite a regular basis, because I think actually these were interfering some potential uh, recording times for us and scheduling. And this is your show known as wine and woo aptly titled, I must say. Yeah. Well, I always, now you you always get somebody that's saying, now how can you do this work and drink wine? Well, (laughs) I'm I'm not getting trashed and <laughs> I might have a glass of wine, but it's like having, I would say it's like having a glass of wine with two, 300 of my best friends here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to know all oh, your dirty laundry by the end of it. <laughs> so I do, I do those and we usually have them at wineries and it's like, just because it's just been so hard getting people together and having a night out and some good laughs. We it's just have some wine have some woo and let's just have some fun. And I kind of am being more and more known as the comedium. Okay. Yeah. I just, I I can't stop my mouth from running off. Right. (laughs) It just goes on and we have, you know, three, when you read her, when you're in a room of like two, 300 women, people, there are men there. And wine. Yeah. And wine. Yeah. And there's laughter there's nothing better than laughter Mm -hmm. and it just people leave even if they didn't get a message they leave feeling so much better 
and so much happier. At least that's that's my hope because I say, I guarantee I'm going to make you laugh. You might not get a message, but I guarantee I'm going to make you laugh. So I just, yeah, I just finished two this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Planning another one for June and planning. There's another one in July and some in September and of course October because that's our that's spooky season. Yeah, right? yeah. And I assume all of that will be available on your website and your socials because another great perk of living in the Niagara region is you're right in the middle of wine country. There's amazing wineries everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. And mostly on my socials, uh, to be honest, my 25 year old daughter does my website and mm -hmm. we don't much because I don't know how to do it. So yeah. on my Instagram or my Facebook um, is where you would find the information about that. Or if you're on my mailing list, which is available to get on through my website, they get all pre-sale pre tickets. They get all the information before uh, the general public does. Okay, great. We're going to have you list those right at the end here, but just a couple more quick ones to throw your way. I'm just curious when you're doing these shows and you have these packed crowds and someone doesn't get the message they were hoping to hear or what they want, how do you handle that? You just let it roll off your back and just, you know, deliver it to them straight. And yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, I, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what I'm told to give you mm -hmm. because that's, I'm not, I'm not not in control of it, but I'm just messenger. And they, they're saying, but I have my grandma's ring on. I have her scarf around my neck. I wanted to hear from my grandma. And I'm like, well, I have crazy Uncle Jim. So this is what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe grandma's busy playing cards with her friends right now. So, um, Maybe. but if they don't. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say maybe Crazy Uncle Jim has more of an urgent message or something more you need to hear, right? Yeah, and I always say if you don't get the message you want, when you get home and your mind is calm, just say, hey, Grandma, let me know you're around and make it really obvious. Let's see yes. what happens. But they won't reply immediately. Like, don't expect something to fall off the shelf, but give it a few days, a few weeks. Yes. Our time, I've said this before, our time and divine time are completely different things. Yep, because it, our time is man-made, so we could organize our lives. There is no yeah. time on their side, so they don't care. They'll do it when they get to it. All right. Lynn, this has been fun. And before we get the true believers the information on how to connect with you, um, I want you to tell me real quick why red wine is actually really good for you in small doses. Oh, well, scientifically speaking. Because <laughs> I hear it from a lot of people. I just would like to hear a little bit more evidence as to why, because a lot of people make the claim and then they don't really explain it. Oh, scientifically speaking, I don't know. I, I You hear one thing one day and you hear another thing <laughs> another day, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's good for me personally. I don't, honestly, the last time I had a drink was at my last wine and woo, which was April 26th. Mm. So... I'm not a big drinker, but there is something in why this is going to maybe sound, well, you've probably heard everything. So just about. <laughs> so, and tea will do the same thing because when you drink wine and I worked at a couple wineries because of where I live, right. there's so much to it that can take your mind to a really unique space. You've got the colors, you've got the, You've got the taste, all the subtleties and all the different tastes. You've got the smells. 
and it's and then when you're in a room with lots of people drinking you've got the clinking you've got all the little chitter chatters so there's so much about wine for me that I find will just put me in that kind of even just having one sip or just holding the glass and smelling it or smelling a cup, good cup of tea or even a good cup of coffee mm-hmm. there's so much complexity there's so many of your senses you can use just with that one simple thing that it actually will help your intuition yeah if yeah. that calms down if you would rather smell a bar of soap don't taste it but you know that um smell a bar of soap whatever calms your mind down is and wine just reminds me of hanging out with good friends in a good mind space and enjoying each other's company. And that's good for anything in your life. Yeah. And when you're more calm, happy, and centered, you tap into your intuition more. Yeah. And I tell them I don't promote drinking alcohol. It's just, a, you know, just a casual drink responsibly, but just enjoy, just enjoy it and get, yeah. get into it. Yeah, Lynn, I think that's a good place to end it there. Uh, Thank you so much for the time and the differing perspectives, because like I said, I talked to a lot of people in your field and uh, you surprised me with some of your answers, like in a good way, you know, because like, you're right, I have heard a lot, but uh, just before we sign off, where can my listeners, the true believers connect with you? Because uh, I would like, I'd like to shine the spotlight on more local people if I can and help them connect. So so I, I do have Lynn, uh, Lynn uh, It's, it's a, again, it's a very rudimentary website. You can get on my mailing list there and that's where you find out about last minute appointments. Cause I'm booked for the year, but I do send them out through my mailing list. You can, you can book an appointment there, but it is booked, but I do focus more on the social media, the Instagram and Facebook because on there every Tuesday I do into a Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, we sit down, have tea, and I will answer your psychic questions and give you some tips on how to use your intuition. And I do, you know, you do the funny reels, but I try to do a lot of educational reels and and the and posts and how to help people help themselves with their intuition and their mediumship abilities that we all have. And so it's mostly Instagram is Lynn Nichols underscore intuition expert and it's the one of me wearing a black top because the one of me wearing a pink top that's just lynn nichols got hacked and that's not me yeah <laughs> so that's right not and facebook is the same as instagram lynn nichols but in this case it's dash intuition expert okay all right hopefully we can remember that and i know it's still early in the year but are you open yet to taking bookings in 2024 or do you want to hold off on that for a little while we're holding off on it for a few months because like we had talked about before, we do go to down to Arizona for a few months of the year. We may extend it this year. We're not sure. Yeah. It, like Arizona was so cold this past year. We were happy to get home early. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. We got snow. We got like five inches of snow. Mm, so, that, yeah. so I'm not booking into 2024, but I do tell, I do tell people to send me your text number, your cell number. Sorry. And then I have it because otherwise you go through my admin on email. So mailing list or send me uh, a text at uh, 905-358-5505. It's all over my pages anyways. Yeah. And then I have a cancellation list I can try and get you in. Okay. Tremendous. Lynn, thanks a lot again. And uh, 
all the best for the future uh, wine and root wine and woo excuse me for oh. the summer of 2023 <laughs> thank you All right, there we have it, True Believers, Lynn Nichols, another great representative of our home and native lands, because this is a Canadian show after all. Wish uh, more of Canada would wake up to that, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, we're catching up to the other regions that have larger members of the Legion of the True Believers, so hopefully this will help with that. I love Niagara. I love the work Lynn does, love how grounded she is in her approach, doesn't go too far off into the ether, keeps a very straight head with things, and overall just has a really good sense of humor. And uh, like I said, uh, a few months back I heard her, or I should say I listened to her, that sounds a little better, on Daniel Jackson's Beyond the Veil podcast and thought she would make a great guest on the show. Luckily, Lynn reciprocated my offer, and I say she was just that. And uh, Daniel, my man, it's been a while. If you're listening to me, give me that contact for your uh, your booker. <laughs> love to uh, hear from her, and I'd love to hear from you. But uh, Lynn Nichols, good times, and uh, hopefully we can connect again maybe sometime in 2024. And if I have the uh, the time and the gumption... Maybe I'll attend one of these wine and woo events and see what they're all about. They sound like a lot of fun to me. So true believers, I don't have a whole lot to talk about in the outro for you. Um, Next week, it's a big deal. It is the season finale for the spring, Friday, June 9th. Once again, this season, I've been very lucky that I haven't had a lot of complications in rebookings for guests and whatnot however this episode was not one of them (laughs) i went through some complications with this one and i can't announce fully what i'm doing at the time of this airing the immediate days after i will have a better idea and here's why i had a really cool guest lined up for this spot and uh they agreed to come on the show all the way back in March however one of their representatives reached out to me recently and said that they are going through some personal stuff right now and will not be able to make their appearance rescheduling for that appearance uh, is TBA don't know when it's going to be hopefully I can uh, work something out for the fall season but you know life happens stuff gets in the way no problem However, at the time of this recording, I am still looking for a replacement guest. I do have one signed if another guest I'm looking in to get on the show doesn't come through. Um, I'm just kind of hanging in the air with one right now, but if not, I got a really good backup. And the guest is not going to be the only part of the season finale. We're going to have a major announcement considering... The Unexplained Incorporated Patreon page, patreon.com slash unexplainedinc. And it's going to involve a very familiar individual the True Believers have gotten to know on the show within the last year and a half. And 
going to bring back the woman I talked about in the intro, who unfortunately had an audio botch, courtesy of yours truly, <laughs> that I had to re-upload her episode. Nothing wrong with the interview, though, thankfully. Laura Lee Petty will be coming back to end the show off, and she will be doing a card poll for each episode or each guest that was on this season. And I'm really looking forward to see what she comes up with, with, with that one. And I think she's able to do a card poll for her own appearance as well. I'll have to ask her when she's on the line, but it should be, uh, should be good to go. I didn't want to do anything nearly as grandiose as last season, making each episode a chapter in the hero's journey. That was awesome, but I don't know if I'm going to get that intricate ever again, as it was quite taxing. This time, I just want to let the cards see what is said in Divine Nature about all of our wonderful guests this season, and if we could tie a central theme around that. And uh, then, going to be on the summer break, but I'm going to be doing a lot of updates and additions to the Patreon page and some various other happenings. I'm, not, I'm going to be a little bit more active than I was on my summer break in 2022. But I was also giving the show an entire facelift and makeover then too. So I needed a lot of time away. Not as much this year, I'm glad to say. And I'll be with you online even if I'm not behind the mic until mid to late September again. With that being said, true believers, one other thing I just want to announce before I sign off is that uh, the second episode of Seasons of the Fourth House is going to be recorded... uh, I don't know, about 10 days from now, and it will be up on the Patreon page just in time for the summer solstice. And if you don't know what that is, go check out the Patreon and uh, I'll be adding some more info about it very soon. But now, true believers, stay strong, stay healthy, and of course, according, excuse me, to Lynn Nichols, stay intuitive, and most importantly, stay curious because if you ain't curious you may as well already be dead this is phantom phil welcoming you to the warmer month of june here in the northern hemisphere and i am signing off